the government's approved another bailout to Central North Island ski field operator Aruapehu Alpine Lifesora. I should say, uh, to the voluntary administrators now running the company. It will get $7.35 million to get its ski field operations through to March. This after receivers warned cash would run out by November. RAL went into voluntary administration last year, blaming a bad ski season and the impact of COVID-19. It was hobbled with $45 million in debt. Of the money announced yesterday, $4.3 million is for continuing operations of the two ski fields, Whakapapa and Turoa, until March, while the remaining $3.05 million is set aside to support the preferred bidder of the Turoa ski field to complete that purchase, subject to a concession being granted. The latest cash injection brings the government's commitment to bailing out RAL to $20 million. Overall, Crown contributions are even larger. PwC liquidator John Fisk is with me. Good morning. Good morning, Catherine. So what was the argument for the latest bailout? The money was simply running out. Uh, yeah, look, if you go back to when we started, there was um, no money in the bank uh, last year, almost a year ago exactly. Um, and and so uh, we've had a terrific uh, ski season for 23, uh, and it's still going. In fact, there's some fantastic snow up there still at the moment. But uh, there, there is a lot of deferred maintenance, and, and and you know, and that needs to be addressed. Um, and so so you know, in terms of the funds that we have on hand and what we would need to spend, uh, including you know, upgrades to lifts and things like that, we said that there would be more money needed. Um, and um, and so the 4.3 million represents um, enough to get us through to March next year. Why March next year? What what's significant about that? Well, I, I think, you know the the government's um, got an election obviously coming up uh, in in a couple of weeks. Uh, they didn't want to make any uh, commitments at this stage, um, so they. Uh, decided so that's all to... they'd give you. What's the total? What's the total crown exposure now? By the time you add up. Uh, loans that are presumed to be forgiven, the cash bailout. What's the total government exposure, crown exposure? Uh, look, I think it totals um, something close to fifty million dollars. If you if you go right back to the you know the original lending that was done on the Skywalker and and that sort of thing. So um, yeah, it's a, it's a significant stake in in the business, but also the counterfactual, as we've talked about a, a number of times. Is, is even worse. Um, well, the counterfactual is what, 150 million to return the mountain to what it was before there was a ski field on it. But we're, st- we're a third of the way there now, John. So I suppose that's the yeah. question that people are asking. Remind us of the proposed deals on the table for both ski fields and what has happened since the government announced preferred bidders, because a bit has. Well, yeah, so, so there was two um, deals that were on the table at the time of the watershed meeting uh, um, back in June um, that uh, were the preferred options from us that we recommended to the creditors. Uh, and um, those those bids are still there and there's still other uh, parties um, that have shown an interest. What happened yesterday is um, the government has said that they wanted to support the uh, pure Tura bid, uh, and, and that's where the 3.05 million w- would go. Um, they haven't said anything about uh, the Whakapapa side at, at this stage, and I think um, the whole process has been held up um, because of the need for further consultation with iwi and other parties. So was that a fault in this whole process? Because uh, you had the two preferred bidders announced, and then we were hearing that there were iwi bidders wanting to be involved as well. And one's left wondering, well, how did that happen? How you know, how was that yes. not 
uh, on the table at the time decisions were being made? Was there just a lack of consultation, a lack of communication? Yeah, look, I, I mean, we, we went into the watershed meeting expecting um, that um, DOC would be um, ready to uh, transfer concessions to bidders. That actually um, was not the case. And, um, you know, and, and we've been advised since that they actually do need to go through a, a, a full public consultation process. Now, that takes a, a number of months. Uh, and um, and so, you know, that, that wasn't um, anticipated at the time of the watershed meeting, but it was clearly um, something that DOC were advised legally that it had to do. But the question is whether we have been sufficiently involved in the future of this operation full stop right through the process. And I appreciate it's a process that has to work at speed. Uh, but at some point there needs to be due process. Several iwi, for example, have written to the government demanding a stop to the process, arguing it prejudges the outcome of the Tongariro National Park Treaty Settlement. Now, mm-hmm. what are the implications of that? Yeah, well, that's right, because, I mean, and, and that could take a number of years um, to, to resolve. Um, and, and and that's part of the concern that we have, uh, is that running a company, uh, whether it's uh, in liquidation or in receivership, which seems to be one of the other options being put on the table at the moment, doesn't actually um, work particularly well. Um, uh, you know, there's extra cost involved in that, and it, and it doesn't give um, uh, all the stakeholders um, uh, confidence about the, what, what's going to happen in the future. So one of the things that we've suggested is um, that uh, a, um, a, a temporary solution be put in place, which could be uh, you know, for an, uh, two or three years, to enable that consultation process to be completed. Um, and, and to do that, you could, you could set up a, hold, a, a new co or a hold co um, that has the appropriate governance in place with iwi representation or crown representation, whatever is needed, um, to maintain the status quo whilst those negotiations continue. Wasn't, wouldn't that kind of have been logical at the outset? And you have iwi interests in the mountain. They're fundamental. Uh, yeah. In the operation as it stands right now and to the fact that RAL's been able to operate there at all. So you left wondering whether the ball was dropped right at the start and it would have been easier to get an agreement for an interim arrangement right, right, right from the start, had there been better consultation. Yeah, um, look, it's easy to, um, to say in hindsight, but and, it, and, and what I'm really concerned about is, to use Yogi Berra's quote, it feels like deja vu all over again. <laughs> um, you know, we're, we're looking at a situation where we're almost exactly the same position we were in, in um, last year, uh, and um, you know, t- to complete those negotiations and be open for the 24 season under new ownership is, you know, going to be challenging. And and uh, you know, do we need to actually look at a, a, a different process so that we keep all the options on the table? Um, Pure Tura could well be part of that as well as far as, far as um, operating Tura, um, but there needs to be something um, that is hammered out around the table that well, everyone can agree. Will to. those private investors stay on board if this becomes the path forward, or will they say, "Not too hard, we're out"? Uh, well, they, they've certainly stayed on board so far, and you know they can see um, 
something that is is worth um, pursuing. And um, and when you look at RAL, I mean, it survived for 69 years um, without needing government assistance. So there is a there's, there's a, a business there that can be operated. But you know, we're in a, an environment now where you know there does need to be um, greater consultation uh, with EWE, and um, and that needs to be respected. Just finally, you've still got the, the shareholders, you know, the LifePass members group in the background saying, make it, um, we'll come in and do it. Are they still in the, still in the mix for whatever's going forward? Look, they, and they are still in the mix. I mean, I think the, the, the problem is, though, um, so operating the old RAL company is really problematic. Um, that you know, it's got a whole lot of debt. It's an insolvent company. It's it's got a whole lot of shareholders. All those issues make it much more complicated, and that's why a sort of a clean new co um, is 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 what we've suggested as being a potential way forward. Uh, thank you very much. That is John Fisk. He is PwC liquidator with the latest. Some more cash going to uh, the, the company, well, going to the liquidators now, running the company that was RAL to give them a bit of an extension through till March, cash extension through till March. The saga continues.